What's up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another edition of the Jet Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finver, and with me, as always, a partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend, Connor Sharon. Connor, how we doing on this fine May? May the May the, may the fourth. fourth May the fourth be with you, my friend. Indeed, I'm a big Star Wars guy, so I appreciate you wishing me. May the fourth be with you, because yeah, you got you got I, Baby Yoda over your left shoulder right there. I do. You can't. I mean, the the listeners can't see him, but he's right over my left shoulder. You know, love that guy. Yeah, guess what? Guess what I have? I bought some. Uh, I bought some like, little like, decorations for my desk. You ready for this? You ready? I'm, I'm so ready. Oh, you guys can't see it, but he's got Luke with Yoda on his back, the Funko Pop. I love and that. It's a bobblehead. Oh, it's a bobblehead. I thought it was a Funko Pop. Is it a Funko Pop? It's a Funko Pop bobblehead. It's a Funko Pop. It's a Funko Pop bobblehead. Amazing. How, ama- how about that? <laughs> I have, I have a few, I have a few others. Ready for this? All right. This is my, this is my, my, my favorite one. Okay. See, like this one, I don't get. I'm not. I'm not. You don't a, know who Master Roshi is? I'm not an anime guy. Oh, oh my God! All right, that's Sorry so devastating. How about how about this guy? Is that Charizard? No, nope, it's Dragonite. Oh my God! See, yeah, see, I'm like just, you know, I'm sorry, it's, it's I'm disappointed. Okay, Rocky. Yeah, Rocky makes sense. Okay. Rocky with with the black with the black eye. Oh, that's that's even better. We're just going yeah, right now. <laughs> and then I have I have two more at work, which is one of them is a Minato Uzumaki, which is uh, Naruto's dad. Mm-hmm. I have this Jeff McNeil bobblehead. Nice. Um, and that. then the other one is uh, I have President Loki. Okay, I like that one from uh, from the show, the critically acclaimed show Loki. I like that. Yes. So may the may the fourth be with you, my friend. Um, <laughs> honestly, uh, we're we're in good, we're in good moods. And we should spirits. be good spirits. We should be. Why should we be in good moods, Connor? Because we had a great draft. I feel like uh, I feel like what's his name? Um, I forget the actor's name, but at the end of the incredibly horrible movie Draft Day, where they're all standing on the oh, stage. Oh, Costner. No, the owner. Okay. Uh, the actor. Oh, oh. Like, um. Yeah, you know, didn't he like, pass away recently? Did he? Yes, yes. He's the one with those. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But he had the sunglasses. He, he wore the sunglasses yeah, indoors. Yeah. He was the owner of the team. Yeah. yeah I feel like you, I feel like him because he's standing on the stage and he's just like, "We had a great day." I feel like that. We had a great day. Let's look it up. Draft day cast. Yeah. What's his name? This is gonna bother us. So, the, owner. um, the owner's name was Frank Langella. 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 Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah, we had a great day, guys. <laughs> We did. We really, really did. Um, I wanted to start with this. For the first time <laughs> in quite a while, probably since the Jets drafted Sam Darnold, and even and like even then, the the, the level of what I'm about to talk about it, it wasn't even close mm-hmm. to what it is right now. But the Jets are being universally praised by the media for the first time since probably Sam Darnold. Um, and I think it, I don't, I don't even think that that draft class comes even close to this one. No. Um, cause you know, Sam Darnold was like the golden boy at a USC, the one, the Rose bowl, 
um, and you know beat the beat Saquon Barkley on Penn State, who won a draft pick before him, and there was all the controversy of the Giants. You know, skipping on Sam Darnold and going with a running back and then Baker Mayfield shooting up the boards and going first overall. It was a whole thing, you know, but the Jets really got a lot of praise for, you know, getting their guy. Right. You know, last year, the Jets got I wouldn't say a lot of praise. They, 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 you know, they did a good job and there are people who are fans of their draft, but it wasn't anything like this. Right. This draft, like they were being talked about on first take. They were like, I, I saw Keyshawn and Bart Scott talking about have the Jets surpassed the Patriots oh, with this God. draft. Oh God! You know, we gotta saw, we stop. We gotta stop counting our chickens. I saw, guys, like, I, saw, I saw Colin, Colin Coward was talking about the Jets, oh. and he last time he talked about the Jets was was when the, they had Sam Darnold, and he was like, listen, like, like it was it was the year before his third year, and and I, I remember this vividly, and he goes, you know, you know, he's like, you know, I'm a I'm a Sam Darnold guy, right? Yeah, I'm a Sam Darnold guy. Well, I'm not going to talk about him this year. I'm not going to talk about him this year because because I don't want to jinx, I don't want to jinx him. It's basically what he said. I mean, he, he doomed Sam Darnold when he said the pairing of Sam Darnold and Adam Gase was going to send the Jets to the Super Bowl. Like, it was over. It was over. Yes. You know? And, and by the way, folks, um, the reason I'm sniffling, it's just the allergies. So just bear with me. All right. All right. It's, it's that time That's of year. Time. That's time. You know? We don't, that have time deal, of the year. we don't have to deal with these things when Super Bowl, when uh, football season actually rolls around. It's nice. Right, right. Nice. But, you know. It's also weird recording the pod when the sun's out. Because when the football when football season's around, we're recording this at like, you know, six o'clock and it's like pitch black already. It's nighttime. Yeah. So <laughs> it feels weird recording with the sun out. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, the hay fever's got me. Uh, yeah. Blame my, uh, my Jewish blood, you know. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, moving on. So, yeah. So, it was it was 2017 last time the Jets were getting praised for their draft five years ago, mm. right? Five years ago, which is crazy if you think about it. This year, so the reason I brought up Cowherd, Cowherd this year, this is what he said. He said, he's like, you know, whenever I talk about teams needing to be successful, I say they need a good GM, they need a good owner, they need a good quarterback. Well, right now the Jets have one of those things. They've got the GM. And I'm like, oh Jesus! All right, so Joe Douglas is going to be terrible. On this is this is it's over. Like, great, you know, he's jinxed Joe Douglas, but he's right. The Jets do have their general manager, and I've said this to a couple people. I don't care if Zach Wilson doesn't work out. I want Joe Douglas as the this team's GM moving forward, regardless of what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, you you know what? It's it's fairly obvious this guy has a has a, a good head on his shoulders he knows what he's doing um like i've been like i said like six times already this draft class was universally praised now obviously they have to show it on the field yeah um and i be eating my words this time next year saying these guys think this is terrible and my gardener's the biggest bust ever jermaine johnson barely played garrett wilson has hands of stone blah 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 but as of right now this draft class looks elite like franchise changing elite uh, where this team had a lot of holes and this draft filled those holes. So and the, and this, and, the, and they still do have holes, but this off season filled a lot of holes. Yeah. And I think, I think we're Sorry, yeah, on paper. This is me playing. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 please do. Please do. You know? So I think that it's nice 
that we get to, you know, it's always nice when your team is good and you turn on the TV and on they're on NFL Live and they're talking about your team. Mm-hmm. And it's just like when your team is good, it's like all you think about. Like right now the Mets are good, right? Mm-hmm. And all I'm thinking about is the Mets. All I want to do is consume Mets content, right? Jesse's on the Jets are- shirt and hat right now. So I can ve- I can vouch for what he's saying. <laughs> yes. Every time. Oh. When when the Jets are good, which hasn't been a thing since 2015, all we all we want to do is consume Jets content. You, you turn on NFL Live and you're just like, all right, when are they getting to the Jets? Like, when are they going to talk about the Jets? You turn on Coward Show and you're like, all right, when's he going to talk about the Jets? When's he going to talk about the Jets? You know, sports talk radio, the first thing that you do when you get in the car is you turn on your sports talk radio, your favorite sports talk radio station, because they're probably talking about your team. Mm-hmm. And it's just all you want to do. It hasn't been like that in a long time. And obviously in the offseason, you know, they're going to talk about your team. They're going to be like, like the Jets have been the kings of the offseason, I feel like, all the time. It's, they do, yeah. It's what, they, what, they, it's what they've been champ. doing. Offseason champs. Offseason off champs. But this feels different, man. And I can't yeah. wait to go back in like six months and like hear myself say that and be like, you fucking <laughs> you idiot. fucking moron. Like, <laughs> but it does. It, it does. really does feel different, uh, and we're going to go through each pick um, and tell you why we think this, uh, but Connor, I just wanted to get your initial thought. Those were my initial thoughts, that it just feels, the vibe is different. Yeah. Uh, what What was your take, your biggest takeaway from the draft? Uh, yeah, pretty much everything you were saying. Vibes just feel, it just, in more, like more ways than one, it just feels so much different. Not even from that the the fact that they had a good, great draft, but it just yeah like it just feels different like the the culture really does feel like it changed in some capacity you know you got guys posting on social media about the picks you know gassing up the picks uh you know Wilson talking Daniel Jeremiah yeah yeah like, and also you were saying about like the media covering it and you know. That covering the Jets in a positive way, it feels like for the first time in years. I also see other fan bases doing it too, which is really weird because the Jets uh, are the Jets. They're the the saying of same old Jets or Jets gonna jet is around for a reason, and they're not gonna go away until the Jets become good again. So I see other even I see other fan bases talking about it too that they think that the Jets had a good draft and that. It, when this team might come together, maybe not next year, but because guess what? They're still an incredibly young team. Like, yeah, there's only a couple players on the team that have really been around in a like large, in a large and productive capacity for a few years, not necessarily on the jets, but in the league in general, you know, you got CJ Mosley, they traded for Tomlinson on the line, uh, George Fant. Like you got a couple of guys that are solid, like solidified veterans but the rest of the team, a lot of them are made up of, you know, now second-year players. It's going to be made up of a lot of rookies. So, on paper, yes, you feel good. I like the guys that they picked. We'll get to them. The Brees Hall pick seems to be a little, in certain ways, like divisive amongst. I can, I've seen a little bit of dis. We're gonna. We're, we'll, we will. We, we will certainly talk about him because yeah. I know that we disagree on that pick. We, we do. I know we do. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm. I between seeing you know the usual videos of like the draft calls and Salah screaming sauce in the phone 
when they called up right. Sean Gardner. Uh, by the way, I saw just like literally just now on Reddit that someone stitched together a compilation of the Jets draft calls and the Giants, and it couldn't be more different. Like it's like, <laughs> like dead silence in like the Giants ones, like talking to like to Thibodeau and stuff, and then it flashes over to Salah like screaming in the phone and stuff. Um, <laughs> just vibes completely different. And I say that as who uh, someone who's a, who's a fan of the Giants draft too. A lot of people say that yeah. two New York teams had like both had like the best drafts or like top five, both of them drafts. Best uh, first rounds for sure. Yeah, best first round. I know a lot of Giants fans sure. are like like they they like their draft, but they were like the, the first round in particular for both the teams, both fan yeah. bases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just over the moon about these first rounds. Exactly. Um, yeah. No, I'm so, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think they. I think uh, overall, you know, they had a pretty solid draft. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're able to put together. So outside of the media stuff and what you said, my biggest takeaway from this draft is this. It's go time. It's go time. It's Zach, it's Zach, Wilson, it's Zach Wilson, this is it. You, you have, this is your opportunity. You said, you just said, you know, this team is young. They're on paper. On paper, they're young. And, and, you know, they're, they're good on paper, but they're really young and we don't know. No excuses. Mm-hmm. There are no more excuses in this league. I'm sorry. There's no more, oh, he's young. It just isn't. It, not anymore. Not when you're just, you got Joe Burrow in his second season or his third season or whatever going to a Super Bowl. Not when you got Justin Herbert tearing up the league as a rookie. You know, not when you got all these young quarterbacks just dominating every single year. You know, it's this is it. You know, you got Josh Allen as, as in your division, who's one of the youngest quarterbacks in the league. He is arguably the best quarterback in the league. You can make the argument he's better than everybody. Yep. You know, there are so like Mac Jones, rookie year, tear, tore it up. Patriots made the playoffs. You yep. know, I, I'm, I'm, excuse me, I am done hearing excuses. We're not even. You've got, got to play now. You got the pieces. Yeah. You upgrade. You got. You got an all pro. You got all pros. All over now. You got you got Lankin Tomlinson. You got all these guys. You got you got CJ Mosley who's back and fully healthy. You have all these guys who are back. You drafted, you had an incredible draft. You're getting Carl Lawson who's back. Right? You got all these guys who are coming back. Go through the depth chart. And this is a solid, this is a really solid team on paper. You go up and down the you go up and down the roster. You got Brees Hall and Michael Carter, a two-headed monster at running back. You got Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and Garrett Wilson now. Those are three. That's a great wide receiver room. And then apparently, and then you have Braxton Berrios also. And all of a sudden, we're hearing Denzel Mims offseason, like, like right. ridiculous talk, which right. which we don't buy, which we do not buy. Oh, and yeah. has to earn the field. I heard that last year. I heard he's in the best shape of his life. This was pre-food poisoning. That he was having the best shape of his life. He was learning the route. Daniel Jeremiah and was was talking him up two days ago. Then the playbook stuff absurd. comes around, and we know what happened after that. So again, yeah. with the like similar to the rookies, Mims, you want to earn your way back into the favors of the fan base? Go out there, fucking prove it, dude. Be yeah. like, you know, you, it, it's a it's a tough room now to break back into, you know, because they got four. Very tough. They got four wide receivers that you know. Garrett Wilson's the rookie, but Corey Davis and Elijah Moore we know can play. Braxton Berrios has obviously earned his way to doing like what new, new contract. Yep. Fleur has him doing in the playbook, so he's going to be around, and he he's one of Wilson's favorite targets. 
So, Mims, you are most definitely the outside, uh, the guy that's outside looking in, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and then they brought in CJ Uzoma and Tyler Conklin, who are two of the uh, two really, really solid tight ends. And you draft Jeremy Rucker out of Ohio State, who had like, well, he had like seven or eight t- uh, touchdowns last year or something like that. And mm-hmm. this, this kid, Jersey, uh, Long Island kid, right? Who's a Jets fan his whole life. His, you see the video his of his dad? His dad. His dad, his dad, dad. Was like, he, was, he was just like, yeah! Like, when he, so when grabbed the Jets hat and I put it on, he, he was like, before he like even got it on, you could see his dad was like jumping up. And his dad's like a big dude. So it's his like. Boy, his boy yeah. pushed him from behind. He was like, no way! The Jets! Like all of his, <laughs> buddy, so his buddies funny. were there. They're all Jets fans. Oh, it was amazing. I'm dying. That was great. So the offensive line. Is much improved if if Makai Becton comes back and he is who he was his rookie year, even a, a, a little bit, which I think he honestly will be. I think he's going to come back. He's going to be in shape. He's going to be good to go. Uh, you 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 can't you can't argue that this offensive line isn't a like they're a strong point for this team. You have Font, Lincoln Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, Elijah Vera Tucker. Like the guards is the best the guards have been probably since they had Brandon Moore and Alan Famica. Yeah, you got and you got rid of the dead weight, Greg Van Roten. Yeah, you got uh, rid of. The, yeah. I don't even know. Is, is he on the roster still? I don't even know. Like he is, he is still on the roster according good. to ESPN. Good, keep him on the bench. Yeah, Just but you know, and then and then we got we got we got the vibe commander Dan Feeney, who's not going to play, but he's not going to play. He's president right. of vibes. For he's this the director game. of fun. The director of fun. King uh, of vibes. He was like they, the Jets had him were posting. Yes, uh, you saw like. Uh, that they're you know out there practicing at Florham Park and they're doing like the lineman drills with the big ball and watching Dan Feeney like catch the ball and shove it back, catch the ball and shove it back. <laughs> it was cracking me up. I just need to see him, you know, like the glass shatters yeah. in, the, in, the, in, the fir- in the first practice, like the glass shatters and he comes out. He's just he's just chugging beers and they're like, yeah, he's the director of fun. Let him do it. Yeah. He's not gonna he's not gonna see the field this year. Who cares? Um, and then we got Max Mitchell, uh, who is apparently we'll we'll talk about him later, but you know, very solid draft pick uh, that you can plug and play all over the offensive line. Which this is a, this is a league where everybody gets hurt, so we're gonna need to have depth. Exactly. And then on the def- on the defensive side, you know they bring in DJ Reed and Jordan Whitehead, and then you have you draft Sauce, who I don't know about you, but I was so, so you know we'll get we you know, we'll get into it we'll get into yeah, it yeah. in a couple of minutes. But then also you bring back Carl Lawson, you know, and then you you draft Jermaine Johnson, who's going to be great in third down pass rushing situations. So, and then they also they got Greg the Leg, you know they that? did they're they good. got, they got Greg the they're, Leg. They're actually going to have like a, a kicking competition in camp that isn't just like a couple guys that they found in like the parking lot. It'll be like no more Sam Ficken. Yeah. No more Matt Amendola. Like yeah. it'll be two experienced kickers. Greg Zerline has fallen off from the days of Legatron, but it's just good to have two experienced kickers. Yeah, him and Eddie Pinheiro are, are the guys. Yeah. And Pinheiro was pretty solid for the team as the, once he came on board. So having two experienced kickers battling it out once training camp rolls around is something that, uh, is great to see because the Jets have struggled to have like a solid kicker ever since they got rid of, uh, what's his name? Nick Folk. Folk. Well, Nick Folk, but also a couple of years ago, uh, the guy that he had, Jason Myers. Myers. Yes. He was was a pro bowler. And then McCagna let him walk. Yeah. Who also, he also did suck in Seattle. So yeah, I mean, so whatever, I guess that's true. He would have been great in New York though. So, um, anyway, 
the reason I wanted to bring up the go that list is because this roster is better. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It is. I. You can laugh if I say it's it's ready to go. It's young, but there's no excuses anymore. They filled the holes. The, like there's there's a hole at linebacker. There's a hole at linebacker for sure that they're gonna definitely. have to address next year. Definitely. Um, they have. They could definitely use another defensive tackle, and they could probably use a center and another offensive tackle once Font's gone because Font's not going to stay unless they decide to resign him, which I don't see that happening. But this team doesn't have nearly as many holes as it once did. It's go time for Zach Wilson. That yep. was my biggest takeaway. Big from time. It's, uh, it is yeah, very much sink or swim time. They have given him the tools. This yep. uh, Lafleur's. I always say Matt Lafleur. Mike Lafleur's offense is ba- is run through running and a lot of tight end usage. Yep. They've obviously worked to correct like those gaps that they've had for a very long time. Uh, we've been strong proponents of the running backs don't matter mentality, but yep. when your offense is run through that and a guy like. Uh, you have a guy like Michael Carter, who is a you know quick, elusive kind of guy. Those are the types of running backs that tend to have a propensity to get hurt. So having, uh, again, we'll get to him. Having a, a good, strong running back room is going to be crucial. Same thing with the tight ends. In one offseason, they completely revamped the tight end room, which the importance of that like, cannot be overstated. Like You have two vets, two solid vets, and then you bring in Jeremy Ruckert, who behind Trey McBride was apparently, you know, the best tight end in the draft. So having all that put together, it's the onus is very much now on Zach Wilson to get it together on the field. And it looks like he's doing the work. You know, I don't know if you've seen some of these pictures out there, but a boy's looking thick. A boy looks like he put on some muscle in the offseason. He didn't yeah. skip leg day. He didn't skip leg day. So I think the pieces are, yes, coming together, and it is very much now on Wilson to go out on the field and make sure he was worthy of that second-round pick. I can't make the same mistake I did last time with Sam Darnold where it was just like, but it's only a second year, buddy, blah, 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 blah. I can't do that anymore. So go, I agree. Out, go out and show us that you did the work and that you have the tools and the playbook necessary to succeed on the field, Zach Wilson. My question is, what up? What, what Zach Wilson are we going to see? You know, he played. I believe he played uh, thirteen games, right? He played mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. He played thirteen games. Yep. In his last seven games, he had nine touchdowns total, including rushing, and two interceptions. In his first, in his first six games, he had four touchdowns total and nine interceptions. So which that, which Zach Wilson are we going to see? Are we going to see the one that ended the season? Or are we going to see the one that started the season where he threw four interceptions against the Patriots, you know, and they lost in those last game. Well, he got hurt that game. He only threw 10 passes against the Patriots and that 54 to 13 loss. <laughs> but which, which version, which version of Zach Wilson are we going to see? We're going to see the one who was decisive and the one that was using his legs and the one that was making plays in his last seven games. Or are we going to see the one that started the season who's shitting his pants the whole time? Mm-hmm. That's a big question. And, you know, it, it, it's all on him. 
Mm-hmm. Joe Douglas gave him everything he needs to be successful. Upgraded the offensive line. Drafted wide receivers. Signed tight ends. It's all on him. Yep. Got another running back. A four, a three-down running back. A guy who can do everything. Who, if this was 15 years ago, would have been a top 10 pick probably. Mm-hmm. Before running backs lost their positional value. It is all on him. So, that's that's how I wanted to start the show. Talking about Zach Wilson and the media. And... You know, it's uh, it's exciting. It's it's an exciting time to be a Jets fan. There's whether or not you're you're high on them or low on them. There's excitement because there's a lot of unknowns with this team, and it it's not like uh, an unknown of like uh, it's it's not the traditional unknown. It's more of a uh, all right, here we go, right? You know, sink like you said, sink or swim. It's time to it's time to roll. Yeah, right. Like said, uh, so the pre-draft pod, it's. Like like we were saying, they're a young team, but at bare minimum, we should as fans should have the expectation of them playing meaningful games in December. You can say yep. that many every single off season that the goal is to play the playoffs, win the Super Bowl, play meaningful games in December. But we've seen over the last seven years, pretty much the past decade, with the except with the exception being the outlier in twenty fifteen, that their seasons are over by Halloween. And we're watching, uh-huh. we're watching shitty football. We're, we're, we're just like we're like we're like we're like creating things in our head to like look for, uh, like all right, let's see like what Zach can do on third downs the rest of the season. Yeah. I, I don't even know. Like I'm just bullshitting here. Like I like we're we are creating things in our head to try and make the things this entertaining. And right. enough of that. This is yeah. this is go time. They this need is, to be on the in the hunt graphic. They like I said, they don't need. I don't think that they need to make the playoffs. I've seen some Jet fans say that as a, a marker of some success for Salah, Douglas, and Wilson, that they need to make the playoffs. I disagree with that, especially given that not only the division that they're in, the conference that they're in. Yeah, like it's a tough talent, conference. The talent disparity between the AFC and the NFC, I mean, is just remarkable. Like, And the Bills were obviously a great team. The Patriots still suck at drafting. But they're the Patriots. They're going to be around. You know, the Dolphins now much improved. This yes. is a very tough division. You can make the argument, with the exception of the AFC West, could be the toughest division in football. You know? Question I mean, for you. The Jets. For Question for you. Mm-hmm. Is it okay if, like, I feel like there's there has to be some contingencies here. Like, if if the Jets are in the hunt, right? Like, there's, like, an outside chance of them making it. But, like, Zach, it's not because of Zach. It's because the defense is, like, elite. Like, that's a failure. That's still a failure in my eyes, even if they're in the hunt. Like, this team needs to be where they are at the end of the season because of how Zach Wilson plays. And they are going to be where they are because of how Zach Wilson plays, whether it's out of the playoffs or in the playoffs. And asking for the playoffs is a lot because this is a young team, and this is where you can use that young team excuse. Where yeah, like as long as as long as they're in the hunt and Zach is playing well, I can be okay with being in the hunt and not making the playoffs. Right. But okay with eight and nine, you know. Right. But if he has like fifteen touchdowns and like seventeen interceptions and they're eight and nine, and it's because the defense is getting after everybody and is like super elite, that's disappointing because you have that half of your team that's playing amazing 
like say sauce is like seven interceptions and he's just like unbelievable. Like the next to Rel Revis. And you're like, we're like, Oh my God, we got it. We like Joe Douglas nailed it again. <laughs> and then Zach, and then Zach Wilson is just like mediocre. It's like, it's like that, that doesn't feel good to me. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be some, just like the contingencies here. Like, Yes, if if we're in the hunt, that's awesome. That's what we want as football fans. We want to be fighting for the playoffs, and we want to be in the playoffs, and that'd be all. That that's all we want as football fans, especially with the last decade of how this has gone. But if Zach, if if it's not because of Zach Wilson, then what does it matter? Like, what's right. the like? What does it doesn't? Like, I mean, maybe you can like you can look at it glass half full. You can be like, all right, all we need is a quarterback now. Like everything else is good, but right. like, cool. Like all we need is a quarterback. Oh, that's that's so easy. If only. Every team, every team just needs a quarter. Every team's a quarterback away from winning it all. Position in the sport, in in all of sports, right? (laughs) So like, if Zach Wilson sucks, but the rest of the team is awesome, and we're in the hunt, doesn't mean shit. Like, I don't care. (laughs) I don't care if that if that's the case. He has to be the guy. Yeah, with him, I say he needs to make a because I don't think he's. I don't think he he's probably top ten quarterback in the league, but I think. Wilson needs to make a somewhat of a Joe Burrow type leap from his rookie season to his second. Now Burrow was a better quarterback until he got hurt in his rookie season than Wilson was, but the Bengals gave Burrow some more tools going into his second season. They gave, they drafted Jamar chase. They didn't really have much of a, a better offensive line, but I think they overperformed for the amount of skills that that offensive yeah, line has. But I remember Burrow, like the debate, yeah, Burrow made that leap thanks to an elite wide receiver, and I'm not saying that Garrett Wilson is gonna is the next Jamar Chase, but they like, like we were saying, Wilson's got the stuff. He's got the support around him now. He needs to make a similar sort of leap where not only are the amount of touchdowns he scores between throwing between passing and rushing are more than his turnovers, it just needs to you know accuracy yards yards per attempt that all just needs to go up and we just need to get that sort of momentum going where he's not a detriment and he 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 doesn't even need to be like an elite quarterback we just need to know that he could he can be a guy that can potentially lead this team to wins yeah absolutely god that was such an interesting debate with the Bengals. yeah going back to what you were saying like they got to the super bowl and a lot of it has to do with Jamar Chase, right? right? But also, they lost the Super Bowl because their offense, because of their offensive line, right. and they couldn't stop Aaron Donald and and Von Miller. So, like, yes, they got they there because of what they did, the, but they also fucking Apple, you know, that dude cost yeah, well, yeah, that's thousand bucks. The dude cost me over a thousand bucks because he can't cover. They put him on Cooper Cup. Yeah, who the hell thought that was a good idea? Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Um, let's go through each pick. Um, I think that this is the this is the fun part of what we do um, when talking about this team. Uh, you know, like we said before, off season champs. You know, off season champs, baby. Like, like, like four years running now. <laughs> get, get at us! Can't stop, won't <laughs> stop. <laughs> yeah, come on. Ever since McCagnan left, we've been off-season champs every year. You can't even touch us, man. Um, all right, so we start with... Um, do we want to start from the top or the bottom? Um, 
I feel like I just I don't know too much about the bottom, so maybe we go. Yeah, we go in reverse order because there's less to say. And, and we just get them out of the, we get them out of the way. Yeah. All right. So let's start with Michael Clemens, uh, senior out of Texas A and M. Pick one seventeen, round four. Pick twelve. Uh, he is. I don't know much about him, but I'm going to read a little bit of what his little status report is for the uh, ESPN thingy that they have. Um, his highest grade out of like five, um, or no, out of it's one to five, but one is elite, right? Um, so his production's a three, height, weight, speed's a three, his durability's a four. That's below average, not good. Yeah. Uh, and intangibles three. Pass rush skills, three. Versus the run, three. Versatility, three. But, uh, two. Versatility's two, and his instincts and motor is two. Oof. So he's a pass rusher. He's long. Does a solid job of keeping blockers off of his pads. Uh, dangerous outside-in rip and spin moves. He gets knocked off his feet too often and struggles to run a tight loop when engaged. Okay, that's boring stuff. None of you guys care about that. This guy's just a good depth piece. Uh, he's a fourth-round pick. We'll see if it happens. We'll see what happens with him. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of pass rushers on this team now. Yeah, you know, um, let's see. There's as of right now, he is probably like he's got to be like sixth or seventh on the list. Like he's far down there. So he is the fourth left defensive end on the roster. Mm-hmm. It goes Lawson, Bryce Huff, Jacob Martin. We signed from Texan, who we talked right. about last episode, who's going to be a solid like third down, like, you know, change of pace guy. Um, and then Michael excuse me, then Michael Clemens all the way down there. Uh, he's a fourth round pick. You know, maybe he just surprised everybody at training camp. Who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's not exactly a, uh, a world beater. Um, yeah. So any thought, I mean, I, I, how well, much do you know about with, Michael Clemens? With the amount of guys that like the Jets between injuries and other things last season, uh, they cycled through a hell of a lot of guys on defense. Um, it showed because they were the probably the worst defense in the league. Uh, so having, I guess, an, an extra guy that can go out there, potentially rush the passion, never hurts. Um, yeah, like you said, I don't know much, too much about him, but uh, he was he started a bunch of, bunch of years in college. Um, and Joe Douglas seems to have confidence in him that he'll stay out of trouble, because he had, uh, I'm reading here, uh, he was arrested for unlawful possession of a weapon, uh, some weed, and driving with an invalid license. Um, you say weed? You say weed? Well, he's from, Te- he's from Texas A&M, so it was, uh, you know, still, I guess, a little Ill- illegal there. Also, he's Just old. a little illegal. Also, he's old. I didn't realize that. He's 25. How old is he? 25. Woo! Yeah. So. All right. So, like, who cares? He, he played, uh, yeah, and, he, and he's, he gets injury. He gets injured. Uh, so, I think, I think this is a pick that Joe Douglas thinks is, like, a diamond in the rough. Hopefully he he does something that uh, will make him valuable to the defense. Yeah, it's fourth round pick. It's, I don't I don't care that much about fourth round picks if we're being honest. Uh, hey, if you Michael, look like the fourth hey, round picks was, first, was a fourth round pick, my friend. Yeah, that's a running back. You know, it's <laughs> it's every every now and then you find a good fourth round pick, but once you get to like fourth, fifth, sixth round, and it's just it's. You're 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 flipping a coin with a hundred sides on it, or yeah. a die with a hundred with a hundred sides. Right. So, um, yeah. All right. Next up, Max Mitchell. We talked about him a little bit earlier. Offensive tackle from Louisiana Lafayette. 
he is uh doesn't say his age here but he's a junior so he's probably like 21 um he's you know his he got, he got a one for production here which means he was really productive for them um Louisa Lafayette I think they played in the Sun Belt I, I could be completely wrong there though I believe um and this is a guy they're talking you're saying he's a big run pa- a run run pr- uh, protector you can really move the uh, move the line when he's in run when he's in a in the run game um and i i mean that fits in perfectly with what lafleur wants to do so this is this seems like a good pick um you know i this team needs depth at offensive line and they could have gone with somebody like an Evan Neal or an Ekem Aquanu uh, or Charles Cross in the first in the first ten picks, and they didn't. Um, they they feel clearly they feel good about Mackay Becton. And that says a lot. Yeah, that says a lot about what they think of Mackay Becton um, because there was a ton of talk about that Mackay's a bust. I mean, I don't know about you, but all my friends are like, "Is this guy you guys drafted? Does he stink? Is he a bust? Did yeah, you guys draft the bust of a tackle. Yeah, um, you know." I don't know. I don't think so. I think that yeah, he's going mean, to end up being okay. He was just hurt, he was just hurt last year. But Max Mitchell, uh-huh. yeah, it's an unknown. But uh, Max Mitchell provides depth. Uh, if, if it feels like a plug-and-play guy where he can play tackle position. He can play guard. He can do whatever you need him to do. So, you know, I trust Joe Douglas implicitly. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, he has, he has all, I have all the faith in the world in that man. Mitchell right now, I believe, is the he is the third string left tackle behind Connor McDermott, which this is pre-training camp and pre-OTAs. And right. Mitchell, if he can't beat out Connor McDermott as the backup <laughs> left tackle or right tackle, then uh, then he's a bust. <laughs> let's let's just put it down. Let's just put it put it out there. If he can't beat Connor McDermott, he stinks. So uh, let's, you know, this is a wait and see one. We, we don't know. I, I'm not a, I'm not a major draft guy. Uh, once it gets a certain point, I know a lot about college football and, you know, I'm not a scout by any means, but I know a lot about like the big names. This is a guy I, I honestly, like I, I, you know, I covered this guy at one point. I went to one of his games and I, when I was, uh, I believe, I believe, um, Louisiana Lafayette, where, which conference are they in? Louisiana, bad radio. The Raging Cajuns, yeah. The okay. Raging Cajuns. Yeah. So I covered these guys in the Superdome. Uh, they play in Mississippi State. Um, and I don't remember, I mean, I wasn't paying attention to the offensive line, but I've seen this guy play before. I can say that. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, there you go. Uh, from what yeah. I've gathered, he's, he's a uh, kind of like what you were saying. He's a developmental type of pick. And when you got a guy like George Fant on the line uh, who might not be around much in the future, uh, you need a guy that can potentially uh, grow to fill that hole on the line, uh, which is what I think. Yep. Um, which is what I'm, I imagine Joe Douglas envisioned Cameron Clark to be that unfortunately, you know, injuries took him out and that never materialized. So I think this is what he envisions a guy like Max Mitchell potentially uh, becoming. Yes. All right. Next up. 
The Long Island. The Long Island boy. Long Island. Um, I was totally wrong, by the way, about him. Um, he did not have seven touchdowns. He had three. But I think he had 12 total while at Ohio State. That's, yeah. I think, where I got that from. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you heard about this young man? Uh, I mean, like, kind of, I think I said it before. From what I've seen, people considered him to be uh, the second best tight end in, uh, you know, in the draft. Uh, I was surpri- kind of surprised they took him just because they – just because they signed C.J. Ozoma and Tyler Conklin, I didn't think that they were going to use uh, a draft pick, at least one this early on the tight end. Um, but obviously, you know, they, you know, Sala and Douglas and Lafleur feel the need to have this third guy in there. Um, he might evolve into a bigger role where he takes one of the uh, more prominent positions on the field away from Ozoma and, uh, and Conklin, but. Um, from what I watched, well, Zoma's right? coming off. Come, he was coming off a knee injury, right? Right. right. And right. last year, the Jets lost both their tight ends. Like in like, I feel like it's span of like ten oh minutes. Yeah, that was that was a sight. <laughs> Tyler Croft got like a like a punctured chest or something like that. Like something, some like really like violent sounding injury. <laughs> he um, he caught like a sick a sick pass. Yeah. And he fell on his back, and he like. His his body exploded. That's a good way of putting it. That's a good way of putting it. But yeah, no looking through this now. Sounds like he's a solid uh, uh, run blocker too, which uh, the Jets have you know had a problem with just tight ends in general, but also tight ends that can block. So that's what welcome. Yeah, that's something I love hearing as well. They had no tight ends that could block. They yeah. had um. They had, I, I think they had one guy, and he got hurt. I can't even remember. Like that's that's how impressionable this guy was. Yeah. Um, but Ryan Griffin could not block at all. Um, but like going through, like the third round, we got him in the third round. Was it the third round we got him? Yeah, third round. Round three, pick thirty-seven. So that was one hundred and one. Um, it's kind of crazy once you get into like the third third rounds. Like there's like forty-one picks in that round because of compensation. Right. Um. So, I don't know. Like, they could have, like, taken – there's a linebacker from Georgia they could have taken, Channing Tindall, mm-hmm. um, a guard from Wisconsin, um, and then he go into round four because they got him at the end of round three. Right. Um, and we don't know who, like, the board – like, what the board was looking like for the Jets, like, who they had. And clearly, Ruckert must have been high up there. Yeah. Um, because the Jets also had, they took two other guys in the fourth round that they really liked, but you can, I feel like, like with especially with this offense, you can never have enough tight ends. This is this is a team that uses tight ends a lot. Um, you know, the twelve personnel. It's it's a it's a favorite of Lafleur, the uh, one running back, two tight ends, and I mean they could have gone. Uh, let's see, they could have gotten Kobe Bryant. Uh, the, the, that's the pick that Seattle pick one Oh nine that they, they got from us. Right. Um, but then we took Max Mitchell, like two picks later. Um, but everybody after Max Mitchell, like, I don't know, we would have probably taken Max Mitchell instead of them. Like, uh, let's see. There's, yeah, there isn't like really like we took Michael there's Clemens. No that, like, yeah. There's no one that really yeah, at that point, by that point, who ended up taking yeah, at that point, game, by the way, what was that? Who ended up taking Nakobe Dean? 
The Eagles. Oh, the Eagles. Okay, because that's who I. Yeah, I, that was in, uh, That's who I kind I of. I was pick eighty six, I think. That's who I kind of thought the Jets might be looking for. Um, obviously, he went before the Jets oh, pick, well, but um, I mean, he was a great college player. But uh, from what I understand, he was so good. Yeah, he was so good. He went eighty third to the for, to the Eagles. Yeah, I'm still. Um, yeah, and we picked Rucker at 101, so we wouldn't have had a chance. I mean, let's see if there were, were there guys ahead of him that I would be interested in. Um, uh, I mean, this is still pretty deep in, and I don't know a lot of these guys. Back in college, I used to know so much more. I used to like do draft stuff for the radio station there. Um, yeah, so I guess Jelani Woods went first, and he was the top tight end out of Virginia. Hmm. Um, he went at pick 73 to the Colts. Uh, but we got 30 picks later, we got our tight end. So um, can't complain. All right, so that was that was uh, Ruckert, Jersey kid. I mean, Jersey kid. Uh, Long Island, Long Island kid. Uh, six foot five, 252. From Ohio State, so you know he's coming from a really good program, knows his stuff, um, super competitive, good ball skills, and like you said, he can he can help in the run game. Um, he high motor, you know he's never gonna give up on a play. Right, long arms, strong hands. That's you know, cannot complain about that. Sounds like a solid tight end to me. <laughs> yep, sounds like a, he was the third position grade, and he was number three overall. Uh, for our, for this draft, so the third best tight end, um, not too shabby. Uh, the first one was Trey McBride. Right, he was. Uh, that's the top one. Jelani yeah. Woods was second. Um, so Trey McBride went fifty-five to the Cardinals, mm-hmm. and I bet he is going to be a nice little fantasy steal uh, with D Hop out for steroids, right. which is a crazy story. Good call. Um, all right. Round two. We had two picks. We traded some picks. And who'd we trade? We traded with the Giants, actually. Yeah, they got an extra. They got. Uh, they got our extra second rounder, I think. Right. Yeah. Wow. Had, well, no, we used the extra second rounder to trade up for Johnson. Right, and then we got a pick from Tennessee. Um, and we used that. So pick 35 was Tennessee, right? right. We used pick 35 to move up to, to get uh, Jermaine Johnson. And the Titans took Roger McCreary out of Auburn mm-hmm. um, with pick 35. Mm-hmm. Pick 38 we had. Um, right. We got that from Carolina. We had it. We traded it to the Giants. Right. Who then, who then traded that pick to Atlanta. Right. Oh yeah, the Giants were moving all over the place. And then the Giants ended up trading down to 43 and they got Juan Bale Robinson, who's awesome. Um the Jets got their running back, Brees Hall. Um this kid, I don't know how much uh Big 12 football you watched. Not a lot. This kid can do everything. Like his comps are like Alvin Kamara. He is so damn good, especially with the when he, when he when he's in space. 
when he when he when he's in uh, in the passing game. Guy ran a four three nine. Uh, he is. Oh, this is annoying. <laughs> you go to like different website and like the video starts playing. Ugh, the worst. Um, Next gen stats has him as a ninety nine. Um, in terms of like his like if you look at all prospects, I'm pretty sure he's like. I mean, I don't know how many. Uh, there can't be that many ninety nines. Let's see. NFL.com has been a little slow today. Um, NFL prospects. Um, great. An 8.0 is the perfect prospect. So he, I feel like a 99 should be there as well. Um, I think he was like a six point. Let's see. No way. Wait. All right. Brees. Great name too. Brees. Yeah. Yeah. Brees and Bryce Hall. Two Michael Carter's. Two Wilsons on offense now. Yeah, so he is okay. I don't even know what I'm looking at here, but let's just we can just go back. Brees Hall, he can do it all. He's gonna be great. He's a three. He's a he's a three down back. Uh, super fast. He's big. He's a big boy. Uh, for his for his speed, what he can do, he's 217 pounds. He's 5'11", 217, and he runs a four three nine. That's a big boy. Yes. yes. You know, so a, a one-two punch with him and Michael Carter. I'm very excited about this pick. I know you're not. Mm-hmm. And this is like the, one of the few times we disagree on stuff. <laughs> but if we look at, I, I want to know who you would have taken and why you're so upset. Like, I understand the whole, like, don't tell me you agree with that with that asshole from from Pro Football Focus. God no! Oh God no! I just think uh, that guy sucks. <laughs> that guy has no idea what he's talking about. He has zero idea of who's on the roster. He was like he was like the Jets take Malik Willis. They could have taken Malik Willis. They could have taken another wide receiver. You don't think a running back? You don't trade up for a run? They trade up two That's spots. Complete ass. Like it's it's that guy. Was like one of the worst. I was like one of the worst takes. It's the it was the living embodiment of. LOL Jets, watch this clip, give me interactions. It was just one of the worst takes I've ever seen, you know, regard but regardless, I don't want to talk about that guy too much. Like I could have I could I could see them taking Andrew Booth. I could have seen them taking like these are guys that went after. Um, right. if you wanted another edge, Arnold um Abikati. Uh he went to Penn State. I call him AK. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um David Aboho. Uh Call. These are the pastors. Um, oh my god, this guy's name is amazing. Fit fit Fidarian Fidarian Mathis, but it's with a PH. P H I D A R I A N. Unbelievable name. Wow, love that. <laughs> Here's the pick I would have really I would have really wanted them to make if they didn't take if they didn't take him. Mm-hmm. And that was Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State. Okay. He, was, he went he went to the Bears and you know, the last time the Bears took a Penn State safety, uh, it was Adrian Amos, and that picked out that that pick worked out very well for him. He's on the Packers now, and he's like super, super. I mean, he's he's great. He's a great right. safety. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody knows who Adrian Amos is if you're a football fan. Jaquan Brisker is going to be that guy where he can just do everything. Um, but like they could have gone, I guess, with Cam Jurgens, who's a center from Nebraska. Um, who, if you saw that video of Jason Kelsey. Yeah, they they were talking to him 
it was our guy, uh, Connor Rogers, mm-hmm. talking. Um, and it was uh, who? Who? Adam something? Adam? Who's like the? Who was the guy who was leading that? It was the Bleacher Report stuff. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they were talking live during the draft, and the Eagles took Cam Jurgens and Jason. They were like, "Oh, this is kind of awkward." Jason, like, "Are you okay with this?" And Jason was like. Yeah, like I made sure we took him. Like this is <laughs> he was like he was like this is my favorite player in the draft. He's he reminds me of me. I wanted him so badly. I'm so happy we took him. And I was like I was like I was watching. I was like that's incredible. That's that, a great. That that's why I, the, the city of Philadelphia loves that man right there. <laughs> um, they could have taken Trey McBride. You know, like there are yeah. so many guys they could have taken, but they went with the best running back in the draft. Yeah. Hands down, thought of as the the most complete running back in the draft. Talk me through it. Why are you upset? I wasn't upset, especially after watching the videos of him. I know he's, a, I know he was a good running back. It just like they had, they had Michael Carter. Tevin Coleman was a solid running back to work alongside Michael Carter. It was more about the positional value and need, positional need sort of thing. Uh, if you're going to take a guy in the, the top of the second round, you know, uh, you obviously want to give Wilson the tools. Michael Carter also got hurt, so it's. You know, you're, you're, weighing, you're weighing against certain things. I think now that Hall and Carter are going to be a great duo, especially if, especially given that the running back position is so injury-prone, there's, like, there's a reason Debo doesn't want to play as, you know, doesn't want to play as a running back as much as he did last season. Those guys get hurt all the time. Michael Carter got yeah. hurt. Tevin Coleman got hurt. All these guys got hurt at some point last season. So... You have a guy like Brees Hall come in. If they those two can lead the way with Tevin Coleman kind of coming in when they need him to, sure, I'm on board with it. It was more of just like in the moment, did they really need to take a running back? That sort of thing. I'm sure I'll I'm sure I'll shut the fuck up when he gets on the field and he's like tearing it up. <laughs> I'll be the first person to start tweeting that, that first screen pass that he that he takes to the house. Yeah, like I, I will need to come up because we all. I mean, you have the whole monitor. We need to. We need a uh, another nickname, I guess, for Hall for Brees Hall now. But uh, yeah, I'll be the first guy to shut up when that comes around. If he likes, we got the Hall monitor. He will, you know, Brees Hall gets a Hall pass. The Hall he, pass. Yeah, the Hall pass. He's the Hall he, pass. He just goes right past the Hall monitor. He just goes he right past the Hall monitor. He, he flashes the Hall pass, and and he just goes <laughs> right into the end zone. Um. So yeah, I, I personally, I am just super super excited about that pick. Um, but I understand, I understand why some people, including yourself could be upset with it. Not that loser from PFF who was like, take Malik Willis. He's like, stunk. Take Malik Willis. Malik Willis. There's a reason why everybody is passing on him. He's a project. Like just, oh my God. There's a a reason that, um, oh my God. What's his name? Who did the Steelers take? Small hands. Kenny Pickett. Small hands. (laughs) <laughs> There's a reason you went in the first round Two rounds ahead of Malik Willis Obviously the Steelers You know, liked him better There's a reason, you know, by the way Not to, you know Drag him on the pod, but our guy Ethan His little insider information Saying that Malik Willis might go in the top ten Man Was that guy wrong? Not Ethan, whoever the insider was Oh, That's I know who the insider was So and, do I and, Yeah. And... <laughs> we, just we just won't be named But man, he was Friend of, the, friend of the pod too. Yeah, he will be. He was 
way off. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'll, no, he's going to hear it from us. But yeah, Brees Hall. Um, I'm, I'm very, I'm very excited about him. Uh, he is an RB one and he wore like a t-shirt on day two. Like he, like he got interviewed and he was like wearing like a, like an athletic t-shirt. I, I thought that was awesome. Um, <laughs> All right, so now we go to – well, that was one of the exciting picks, in my opinion. I think that that was an exciting pick. If you don't think so, that's, that's each their own, but I, I was excited about that pick. Now we get to the really exciting ones. And honestly, this is where Joe Douglas earned his paycheck. Um, Jermaine Johnson at 26 was not something that I think either of us, either of us saw coming. So this was – I don't even think we need to do uh, like a, a reverse order here. We could just talk about the first round as a whole, because honestly, like the first round was, it was a story within itself. Mm-hmm. You know, I think honestly, let's start from the top of the first round. How about that? Sure. You get with that? All right. So the first round, there was a lot of drama. Um, very much so. Very. There's a lot of drama. Trayvon Walker goes first overall and that, that, that really like that started to happen. Like that noise started to happen like like a day or two before the draft where for the majority of this off season, it was Aiden Hutchinson all the way. Right. Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson. And then all of a sudden the betting line started shifting massively because team, the, the book, the books were getting information clearly that the Jaguars were, in love with Trayvon Walker, right? So they took Trayvon Walker. We get this information that Malik Willis was going to go to the Lions. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we're like having like fever, like fever dreams of, because that's basically what it felt like being in a fever dream that entire, like this entire first two rounds. Like I was like physically getting ill in, <laughs> in an Uber on the way to Brooklyn when 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 Malik was there for the Lions in the second round and he like fell all the way there and I'm like all right this has to be it and then they trade up the 12 before that and I'm like all right when they trade up the 12 I was like this has to be it <laughs> and then, he, then he fell and he fell to the second round to like 46 or whatever and I'm like this has to be it like I can win so much money if I if this happens like please just let it happen and they didn't do it they clearly love Jared Goff I don't know why um, but so there was this like dream of like, Oh my God, like Malik Wills is going to go second and the jets could get Aiden Hutchinson because Houston loves Derek Stingley. Oh my God, this is crazy. And maybe sauce can still drop because the, the giants are going to take like a defensive end and a tackle. This is, this is wild. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and then they took Aiden Hutchinson. Good for the lions. Cause they, cause they got their Jeremy record. They got their hometown guy, you know? Yeah. Where is Aiden Hutchinson like from from? Good question. I want to say he's from Michigan. Let's see. Aiden. Yeah, from Plymouth, Michigan. Oh, sweet. So he Michigan. literally is the hometown guy. Okay. Yeah, went, to, went to high school in Dearborn. Awesome. All Which right. I, so uh, I think that's Robert Sala's hometown. They, he's from Detroit, Robert Sala. Yeah, he's from Dearborn, which is oh. like. Which is like you know Robert Sala's uh, Muslim, and Dearborn, Michigan, is like um, one of the he- most heavily concentrated like populations of Muslim Americans. So that's well, why didn't we didn't out. we draft somebody from Detroit? Did we? I don't know. 
Is I'm pretty sure somebody that we drafted is from Detroit. Is it Sauce? Sauce Gardner. Come on, computer. Yeah, Sauce Gardner, Detroit. From Detroit. All right, awesome. Okay, so next up, the Texans took Derek Stingley Jr., which uh, after he ran his that 40 time, it was pretty much like locked in that Houston was going to take him. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they they were in love with him, and honestly, like it makes a lot of sense that he was going to go first. After that, after that rookie, like rookie, his his freshman year when they won the national championship. I mean, it was thought of like like well, when this guy goes to the league, he's going to be like a top three pick, and he was a top three pick. Um, even though he wasn't that that successful, uh, it wasn't that productive in this la- other last two years injury, and also like. So, like the amount of coaching and scheme changes that they had, like everybody was just playing lost on that defense. But his ball skills and his his speed and his his awareness and like his 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 brain, it's just he is an excellent excellent cornerback who's going to be really good for a long time, I think, in the NFL. Uh, but the guy I wanted more than anybody in this draft was Sauce Gardner, and I've been saying this for the last I feel like five episodes of this show. That I would be not, I would not be upset if we went Sauce Hamilton and then Hamilton at ten, and we didn't go Hamilton at ten. Yep. But we took <laughs> Sauce, and I was watching with my buddy, and was also a huge Jets fan, and we just exploded. We were so <laughs> hype when Sauce got taken. This is, he's six three, he's humongous. He's six three one ninety. He runs a four four. He's he's Richard Sherman with speed. Yeah, he's unbelievable. He never let up a touchdown. He did not let up a single touchdown at Cincinnati. Do you know how ridiculous that is? Considering when you not you, and, not you like, like you as you as in general like like people yeah. like folks folks you don't understand how ridiculous that is. <laughs> that is you consider insanity. how good Cincinnati was as a college football team last season. You know. You can they, tell they, made it the, was, they made it to the playoff. Yeah, he was, he was a he was a big part of it. You know, it was a big huge. Part. Yeah, last so he finished his college career, um, ninety nine tackles, eighteen pass breakups, nine interceptions. He never let up a touchdown. He didn't allow more than thirteen receiving yards in a single game in twenty twenty one. Who did Cincinnati play in the playoff last last season? Hold on. Oh. Bad radio, but we're gonna look up their schedule. Terrible radio. Um they played in twenty twenty one. They play Arkansas this year. Cool. Okay, they played Notre Dame. Okay. Right off the like they played Notre Dame, they played Indiana. So he played against uh Freifogel at Indiana, who's elite. Um not elite, but very good. Um, they played against Notre Dame, who they're always very good. Uh, and then they played Houston, who has always has. Then they, then, then they played Bama, and uh-huh. they played against. He played against Jamison Williams, and well, didn't Jamison Williams tear his ACL in that game? Yeah, no, he, tore, he tore, I thought he tore his ACL in the game after. In the national championship? Yeah, I thought. It, either way, like he shut down like John Mechie's in the NFL. Now, like they, the, the Bama, twenty twenty one, Bama football roster. Um, 
Let's see. No, we want depth chart, not roster. I'm looking at the this Jets draft pick article, and they still have like the old ones up from last week. It's saying round two NFL mock draft predicting landing spots for Malik Willis. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh jeez. All right, so they. Okay, this is the current. Okay, so they have. Yeah, John Mechie and Jamison Williams went to the league. Right. Um. And he shut them down. I mean, you know, they still won the game, but um, I mean, he didn't let up a touchdown. He didn't let up more than 13 passing guards in any single game he played. And these are against elite guys. Yeah. So this is this is what the Jets have been missing since. Revis. Yeah. Since yeah. And in a division that includes Stefan Diggs, now Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. This is the type of guy. This is the type of guy you have to draft. Whether or not yep. you know he pans out, who knows? But this is the type of guy that you need to have there so that he can try to cover these elite wide receivers. You know. Wait, why didn't you mention Nikhil Harry? <laughs> who is another Patriots wide receiver? I could not I, name him. I couldn't name another yeah, Patriots wide receiver. I could receiver. not name another Patriots wide receiver right off the top of my head besides Nikhil Harry. I'm gonna look this up right now. But I mean, like I said, this is the type of guy you need to draft. Uh, because now, yeah, because yeah, just because of who else is in the division. These are these are, those are three names you're going to be playing. You know, over the course of six games this season, and the Jets are going to be relying on Sauce to cover Stephon Diggs to cover Tyreek Hill. Not, I mean, cover cover either Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle because they're both yeah. the Dolphins. So and, and now they have a legit secondary. Like I, I I look at this this secondary, it's Sauce and DJ Reed. You have Jordan Whitehead and Lamarcus Joyner as your safeties. Eccles and Michael Carter. You have Bryce Hall. Mm-hmm. Like Bryce Hall is li- listed as the third right cornerback right now, and he was our number one corner last year. Yeah, they have him listed behind Michael Carter and behind Brandon Eccles. Right, I and mean, Eccles, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I. This secondary could be legitimately good. Could be. And yeah. this last year, we came into the season, both of us. We went into the season, our pre our preseason pod. We were like, the secondary is gonna be a major, major issue. And it just wasn't. And they yeah, they weren't the they weren't the they weren't great. They gave up a lot of it was a lot of issues. Yeah. Like, but, 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 it at, but it wasn't but it wasn't by far. The, the worst. worst, right? Right, which was which is what we thought it was going to be. They were competent, to say the least. Like they, like they, that's they, they did, they did their job. They right. did their job as best they could with the talent that they had. Right. I'm not. I wasn't upset with their performance. Right. You know what I mean? It was Where, a like thing with them. It was a talent. Yeah, it was a talent, talent thing. The scheme, everything else that was there, the coaching, the scheme, that was good. Now they have talent. You have, you got Sauce, you got DJ Reed, you got Jordan Whitehead, who's won a Super Bowl, and you got your other guys who ha- have that starting talent now, that, that starting experience, excuse me, as your backups. Right. That's what you like. Like that's like ideal. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. These are the, those are the types of like, pieces that 
should hopefully fit together nicely to form maybe not an elite secondary, but at least one that's, you know, hell, a hell of a lot better than what they were throwing out there last season. For sure. For sure. All right. Next up. That 10th pick. Oh, that 10th pick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Prez. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Thanks. Thanks, bro. Uh, so that trade has now become. Elijah Vera Tucker and Garrett Wilson. Tucker and Garrett Wilson. <laughs> Jamal Adams. <laughs> A box, oh, a body, a linebacker. Oh, love. Good boy. Oh, love. Love. It's love. It's all love, baby. It's all love. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a solid 15 seconds of just one maniacal laughter. Yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> so the Jets drafted Garrett Wilson <laughs> with that 10th pick from Seattle. Oh, man. There's not much else to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's all love, baby. It's all love, baby. Um, I mean, Garrett Wilson's a stud. I, I I watched this kid play Penn State multiple times over the last couple of years, and he just murdered us every time. And I mean, I mean, I watched Ohio State. I mean, everybody watches Ohio State play a lot. They're they're Ohio State. They're yeah. On TV every weekend. Exactly. And Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, like, is just a a beast. He's a stud. He 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 does everything you want him to do. Um, he is all right, his his measurables. Uh, five, he's five eleven and three quarters, so he's he's six foot. Um. What's his forty time? Hold on. Let's click into him. Let's let's click into Garrett Wilson. Four three eight. A four three eight forty. Um, what were what were his other things? He he. I mean, he did more than just run the forty. Um, but like, there's like plays that you like that they just kept on showing over and over again. Where like his vertical jump, thirty six inches, um, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, you know his twenty yard shuttle is a four three six. Uh, he is just. He's so good. He's so good. He does everything that you you want him to do uh, on the football field. He can play inside. He can play outside. Uh, he's got the speed to separate. Um, I'm I'm just over the moon for this pick. You yeah. know, there was a lot going on with this pick. There was a lot going on with this pick behind the scenes, um, where the Jets were trying to move this pick for a wide receiver at some point. Um, I'm still a little upset that we didn't try and get DK Metcalf with it, but like get I mean, to send it back back to Seattle, <laughs> AVT and DK for for Jamal. That would have been unreal. <laughs> um, oh my god, that would have been so funny. Like, Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson's a guy. Like he is a legitimate wide receiver. One, he's a dude. He's a talent. dude. He's a dude. Like, he's a dude. Yeah. So I'm I'm over the moon for this pick. Um, what what was your reaction when when we when we took him? Yeah, no, I, I was pumped. You know, I think uh, it all just goes back to what we've been, you know, drilling in this entire podcast is you need to set up your potential franchise quarterback to succeed. And like you were saying that he gets, he gets like, he gets, um, he's able to break away from defensive backs. Yeah. Uh, get open. And we saw one of 
I think Wilson's biggest strengths toward the end of last season was he was able to fit balls into very tight windows at points. You watch yeah. the highlights from the Bucks game. Uh, there, he was thrown into some very small windows. That throw that, over Whitehead's head. Throw over Whitehead. There was the one throw to, I think it was Berrios, where he got it into, I don't even know, like, in the words of one Mike Francesa, in that game, he was window thrower. Yeah, he was window thrower. He was window thrower. A window thrower. Uh, so, yeah, these are the types of guys you need. You got to make it easier. You know, you, you can't just have guys that, uh, you know, you obviously want them all to be amazing route runners, but you got to have guys that can also get separation because not only does it make it easier on your quarterback, it makes it easier on your offensive line who doesn't have yeah. to be as long. So these are the, if your guys aren't out there getting separation, it screws everyone because – not everyone can be a type of receiver that jumps up and gets contested catches. Uh, but that's the thing. He is one of those guys. He, he can do that. You know? He is. He, so he, that's one of his... like, I saw one highlight of him getting like a reception, like a receiving touchdown in the end zone. It looked like he jumped like six feet in the air. Yeah. He, it was he can get up. His, his, one of his best traits is his ability to go up and high point the ball yeah. and, and catch it over the cornerback. He's really good at tracking on the deep ball. Um, and you mentioned it also, I brought it up before too, but the, the ability to get that extra burst and accelerate away from the cornerback after beating him off the line, right? He's really elite at that, but there's one thing that Zach Wilson was, is really good at, uh, or, you know, not even really good at, but just relies upon a little bit that he didn't have last year in his wide receivers is that he likes to throw those 50, 50 balls. Yeah. And, you know, Corey Davis is a bigger guy. But he doesn't really he he like we didn't see him win those. His hands just it, they weren't there last year. And Elijah Moore can get up and make those plays, but he's also small, and you don't want him having to make, be that guy. That's where Garrett Wilson comes in. Garrett Wilson is your X, where he is on the outside, and he is the guy that is going to go up and get that jump ball and beat that elite cornerback and get off the line of scrimmage fast. That is the type of guy that the Jets have been waiting for. That's the guy they got in Garrett Wilson. I'm really excited to see what he does in the NFL with the Jets. I'm I'm just I'm just really excited about this pick. Um, would I have liked to have had Debo Samuel? Yeah, but like also he doesn't want to be Debo Samuel anymore. Like that, Debo Samuel, and, we, and, we, and we, talked, we talked about that yeah. earlier. Who were the yeah. other guys that we were going after? Receivers? Yeah. Who were the other guys? There was there was Calvin Ridley, but he got suspended got for a suspended. year. Um, Tyreek, um, Tyreek, right? Which I'm, but glad that, a, which I'm glad they didn't get. You know, yeah, he's a he's a, a a deep threat, obviously, but he's not high pointing the ball at the cost that it took for the Dolphins. It's a little, to, it, it would been it would have been a little, yeah. That plus also would have. I don't want to say this and like come off of like oh like we don't need Tyreek Hill, but like it would have been a little redundant to have him with Elijah Moore. Not that Elijah Moore is on Tyreek Hill's level by any means. Yeah. And we also but, said that like, last time, and just from a pure morality issue, I'm yes. glad he's not on the team. Yes, we don't have to we don't have to think about that. Right. Um yes, so that was good. Um any any final thoughts about I, Garrett Wilson? These are the types of guys I, I can't wait to see him on the field. I need to I need to hear Bob Wishusen. I need him to go. Wilson drops back and he throws it. And Wilson runs the top. I just need a Wilson to Wilson touchdown connection. Yeah. I need that first time. I need it to happen. And I can like I can be like that SpongeBob meme where he like elevates off of the kitchen and 
Father Stretch My Hand starts playing by Kanye. I need that so I can elevate to like this next plane of existence. Uh, I need that as soon as possible. I really like that Olave went right after Wilson also. They're both yeah. Ohio State. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was cool. By the um, way, was also, was it the first round that, like, eight of 11 of players on, like, Georgia's defense got taken? Or was it, like, the first two rounds or something? something Georgia had one, two, three, uh, four five players taken in the first round on that defense and they had, a bu- they had a bunch more they had a bunch more go also that's crazy um, so yeah i mean that team was just ridiculous that defense was insane um and then like four wide receivers went um like it was drake london yeah that i can't believe he went eight like i was very i was very surprised at that um I'm I'm so happy we didn't take him. It's not like it was a toss up as far as the Jets go with Drake London. I think I think if he fell to ten, the Jets would have had a decision to make. It sounds like they were very high on both of them. Um, so yeah, like, like I wanted, I wanted, I wanted Jamison Williams. I think he's without a doubt the best receiver in the draft. I understand the need to want to have like the Jets are not necessarily in a position to be able to take a Jamison Williams. They need the talent on the roster now to help Zach Wilson. Now, right. They can't wait on a Jamison Williams, even though Jamison Williams is better. It's really unfortunate because I think that Jamison Williams would have been the first wide receiver off the board. He would probably would have been, he could have been a top five pick. Like we could have taken him at, at, at four. um, If he was there, like that's how good he is. He's ridiculous. So Good for the Lions getting him. He's amazing. Um, but yeah, so we got our guy. I'm very excited about that pick. And then and then something started to happen. So the Jets ended up getting Jermaine Johnson at the 26th pick. He was legitimately in play at 10. Um, the Jets were serious about taking him at 10, and they decided to go wide receiver instead. And thank God they did, because I would have been so upset if they took Jermaine Johnson at, at 10. There's just other things that they needed. There just, there's just other things that they needed, uh, especially wide receiver, to help Zach Wilson. And taking a defensive end um, just wasn't what I wanted at all. I don't know about you, but right. I would have been really upset. I would have been really upset if they took Jermaine Johnson at 10. I was freaking out on, during that pick. Just taking before. Like, yeah, 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 so I would have been crazy if they did that. Like, yeah, but like the more I hear about Jermaine Johnson, the more I'm like, oh, this kid could be really, really good. Um, He's just a little older. And that's like another thing. Like, I think he's like 23 or like, yeah. he, he like tra- he transferred. He was at, he was at Georgia with these with this national champ winning team, national championship winning team. And he was like, I want to play like I don't want to be a rotational guy. I want to play. So he went to Florida State and he had 12 sacks and like 18 uh, quarterback, like eight, uh, he had 18 tackles for loss and 12 sacks, and he was super productive and really, really good. But he was in play at 10, and I did not want him at 10. We just had other needs that we needed to address. Then he started falling and falling, and it got to the point where at round around pick 15, they they started talking in the war room 
And we're like, yo, like if he's there, like, like we need to trade up and get this guy. And right. Joe Douglas apparently called Houston, Washington, L.A., Tennessee, New Orleans, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Green Bay, Buffalo, Dallas, Baltimore. Finally, Tennessee had another pick and they were like, yeah, sure, we'll trade that pick. Right. And we went up and we got him. And this is a guy who is going to be part of the rotation on third down uh, for sure. Um, and he, and he, like, he's known as like a good run defender too, but there, there's just a lot of talent on that defensive line right now that he's going to have to prove that he can make the rotation. But the third, the third down pass rushing group right now looks like it's going to be Jermaine Johnson, Carl Lawson, Quinton Williams, and John Franklin Myers. Right. That's formidable. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You know, and for a team, for a defense that everyone was arguing that their front seven was their strength, I think more often than not, that proved to be very incorrect. I think that a lot of times the Jets front seven got massively overrated last season. Uh, Having a a potential pass rushing duo of Jermaine Johnson and Carl Lawson, um, that's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Like, in the words of Larry David, like that's pretty, pretty good. Like not every team, not every team gets a TJ Watt. Not every team gets a Bosa. But hey, if you get a guy who's, you know, you get a guy teamed up with another uh, guy on the other side in Carl Lawson there, and they both put up, you know, nine, ten sacks or just tackles for loss or something like that. Hey, you got a good thing going there. Right, like he's a guy who. They were, I, I mean, listen, like I said, I'm not a scout, but everything that the scouts are saying, and especially the Jets scouts and the coaching staff, uh, from what I've been reading and hearing, is that they think that he is the most pro-ready pass rusher in the entire draft. Right. They were asking him, you know, so he, at Georgia, he didn't do a lot of one-on-one pass rushing. It, it's just not what they do. You know, they do a lot of, like... I don't even know what they do. It's just they don't do one on one. They don't they don't say, all right, beat that beat that tackle. Like they're doing a lot of stunts and they're doing a lot of like they're 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 fighting through double teams and it's just they're they're not sending a lot of guys, I guess. I don't know. But they he he that was just not something they did. So when you're not working in one on one, you're not learning a lot of pass rushing moves. Right? You're you're relying on your athleticism to get you to the quarterback. Right. Well, when he gets to Florida State, he's doing that a lot more. And they were like, all right, like, like in the, in the, in the interviews are like, how did you learn? Like you, like they were like really impressed with like his, his knowledge of, of pass, right? Like his, his skill set. They're like, how did you do this? Like, wh- wh- like, did they teach you this to Florida state? They were like, he was like, nah, they're like, well, so how do you do it? He's like, I just learned these moves on YouTube. <laughs> so he like learned, like he taught himself how to brush the passer, rush the passer on YouTube, which I find there's levels to this. Like, first of all, <laughs> I think it's amazing that he did that. Yeah. But like, like it's, it's impressive that he was able to teach himself this and then like go out at Florida state and actually do it and get 12 sacks and 18 tackles for loss. But it also shows, it it tells you a lot about who he is as a person. Yeah. You know, somebody that is going to go, he's put, he's putting in the work when no one's looking. Right. Right. That's something that you want in a guy that you're taking that you're gonna that you're gonna invest a first round pick in that you're trading up to get. I mean, it 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 makes a ton of sense why they were in love with him so much and that they wanted to take him at four and ten, but they got him at twenty six. Right. I, I think that's incredible. They got 
they got three of their top eight guys. And this is the first time we've mentioned this this episode, but this is true. They got three of their top eight guys on their board. There's two. There's two hundred and like fifty draft picks in the draft, and they got three of their top eight guys in the top twenty six. At four, ten, and twenty six, you can't. You cannot do better than that. Yeah, it's 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 impossible to do better than that. So I I I can't wait to see this kid. In in pass rushing situations, third down, it's third and ten. How many times last year did this team have a third and twenty? Oh God! And a little and a little screen pass. Like I don't even I know. Like, like I'm giving I'm 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 giving you Ajita right now. I'm giving me a headache. <laughs> I can see in the screen my skin is red. I'm already getting frustrated. Like right, this is a guy. How fast? Let's see what his forty time is. A four five eight. He's fast. Yeah. Him and Lawson coming off the edge. That's going to be fantastic. Um, I I can't wait. I, I can't wait to see what this kid. He's 6'5", 254, 34-inch arms. He's got long arms. Right. Um, his prospect grade is right there with Wilson and Brees Hall and Ahmad Gardner. Like, they're all right next to each other with their prospect grade. Um, I, I think that, I mean, he's a little old. He was a redshirt senior. Um, but at the end of the day, this is a kid who can legitimately contribute right away. He has, he has all the moves. I guess they, they liked him just as much as Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker. Like they would have taken him at a four, right? They they think this kid's a legitimate stud. So you got to trust the front office and Joe Douglas. And I think that he's earned our trust, right? I think so too. Yeah. So I don't know. I, that's, that, those are my thoughts. When they took him, what were you thinking? Yeah, no, I'm uh, pretty much. I think that my biggest thing was uh, when it comes to the draft because you get your if you're following along on Twitter, you get the pick spoiled. Like even before, like what, like a pick ahead of yeah. when your team picks. So once I see you know Jets on the clock or anywhere near that, I put my phone down. I just like I don't want to get it spoiled. So I was like just thinking to myself. By the way, I was I was also at a bachelor party last weekend, and Thursday was the first day. So, you know, we got to the Airbnb and we were just hanging out. Like the plan was to just kind of like chill that first night, watch the NFL draft. Like that was our plan. So I'm sitting there, all my friends around me. I'm the only Jet fan, so I'm already prepared for like them to like fuck up somehow and do something stupid. <laughs> and all I needed to see was that Johnson wasn't the first, wasn't the fourth overall pick. That's what I just needed to see because I was panicking that that was what they were going to do. And it just felt like they were just going to jump the gun to get this guy because of all the things that came out that, you know, at the senior bowl where Sala and Douglas apparently fell in love with him that, you know, he told them, come get me. Like, I want to play for you guys. Yeah. That happened. You know, they just, they just thankfully didn't jump the gun to do so real quick, by the way, so low key, like how helpful that must've been for them. Oh yeah, at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Oh, amazing. All right, continue. Sorry. Yeah, no, I I think the biggest thing was just that I, I I'm glad I'm just super grateful they didn't use one of the top ten picks on him. I think he could come around and be one of the like, you know the better edge rushers. He might be better than Hutchinson and Thibodeau. Who the hell knows? Uh, I just didn't want them to. I just envisioned the Jets taking Johnson at four. And then the Giants or whoever taking Thibodeau after them, 
and Thibodeau becoming this giant stud. Like, I think Thibodeau is going to be great in the NFL. I think he's going to be a a great player for the Giants. So I was just envisioning a scenario of that happening and, and, and panicking. So I'm glad that they got him. I think trading up to get him was a smart move because they didn't have to they didn't have to move up too far, uh, and it was a valuable use of the second round pick to do so. Um, so yeah, I'm glad they got him, and I think that he could become something uh, uh, could become a very good player for the Jets. This feels like one of those where, um, you know, in years past, say if it was McCagnan, yeah, where the Jets are tied to a Jermaine Johnson and I end up not taking him. And right. he, they, they, they take the guys that we want. And, but they were connected to him and they loved him and they don't trade up for him. And he goes somewhere else and becomes a <laughs> stud. And we're like, of course, the guy that of course. everybody thought we were going to take and we didn't take ends up being amazing. Yeah. But this time we actually took that guy and we went up and we got that guy. So maybe, maybe the uh, football gods will be on our side this time. Let's hope so. Um, damn, we're at an hour and a half. Hey, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Any, uh, any, any, any final thoughts before uh, we uh, we head out? I Anything? very much, I very much enjoyed watching this draft pan out. Um, yeah, we obviously addressed oh, yeah. my, pretty much my only concern at the moment, and you know, the Brees Hall selection when they got him. Uh, but other than that, I was very happy with everything that kind of came from it. Uh, I love seeing already on, you know, this has no, doesn't really have much to do with the draft, but seeing on the Instagram stories of all the guys in Florham Park, they're, they're practicing, they're working, putting the work in together. Getting after it. Getting after it, you know. I love that. Uh, once, you know. Love to see that. Connor Hughes is furious right now because Makai Becton wasn't at the – you know, he wasn't at the practices, even though he's about to have a kid. <laughs> like, he's, his, his wife or his girlfriend's, like, literally about to give birth, and Connor Hughes is furious. Uh, sorry, Connor, but that was just let him be. Let him, let him, let that, him be furious. Let that was just be. very funny. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, so I like the way this offseason has kind of panned out so far. Uh, I'm looking forward to OTAs and seeing how this all kind of, like, comes together a little further once the rookies get on the field with uh, the rest of the guys. Absolutely. All right, man. Um, I couldn't agree more. I'm excited. This is one of the more enjoyable drafts that we've gotten to uh, experience. And hopefully, hopefully we're talking about these guys this season and nothing but positives. Fingers crossed. From from my lips to God, from my (laughs) lips to God's ears. All right, folks, uh, that's it for us. Uh, If you like this podcast, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to listen to any of the other content that Gotham has, you can do so at GothamSN.com or you can find, you can just type in Gotham Sports Network and any of your where you get your podcasts, um, you know, Apple, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Did I miss one? I think, I think got- I got them all. Yeah. Yeah, I got them all. Um, and like I said, GothamSN.com, you can find uh gotham on twitter at gotham sn you can find me on twitter at jesse finver you can find connor where at the nj mick and why is it the <laughs> nj mick because i'm irish and i'm from new jersey jesse damn right he is <laughs> all right folks it's been a while since i've done that yeah all right true. folks 
that's it for us. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, we'll be back soon with some more stuff throughout the offseason if uh, any news pops up. But uh, don't worry. We'll be back next season in full force with tons of fun guests and uh, hopefully the uh, hopefully tons of fun football as well. Hopefully some wins. Hopefully some wins. Yeah. So just wins. Just, just win, <laughs> baby. Just win, baby. All right. Peace. Yeah!